one of the last encounters I had with was with one of the guys who was like not welcoming of us at all. Didn't really want anything to do with us. Mm -hmm. And as we're walking out on our last day of ministry, this guy stopped me and just like said, I want to thank you guys for what you did. Like I've seen it rub off on the other men and how they treat one another. This was coming from one of the guys that didn't take us well, didn't want anything to do with us. People of Christ in the city, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. Let's talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you today is Blake. And here with you today is Shayla. And for our missionary guests, we have the Summer of Service series, this moment where we share about the three-week missions Christ in the City does all across the United States to different communities we've been invited. Mm -hmm. And we send out our year-long missionary volunteers, and we bring in three-week volunteers. And with us today is the Dayton, Ohio team. So we have Stephanie and Tony. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and Stephanie's a familiar one here. She actually was on this podcast a year ago to talk about the Dayton experience. Mm-hmm. I love being here. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> and Tony, we're just, this is just letting you do it, man. We're, <laughs> yeah, this is the first time. <laughs> I know. We very intentionally, you're, you're ready. We've been training you all year. You're, you're ready. Exactly. This is a moment of truth. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how you do. I, Stephanie, this is your second year in Dayton, correct? Yes. Okay. And then Tony, this is your First, first year. Well, yeah, your first year's missionary and then first summer in Dayton too. So yeah, that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the team, kind of how many year-long missionaries were on your team and then how many just three-week summer missionaries joined you guys? So the team of year missionaries, there are four of us. It was Chaz, Tony, Megan, and myself. Mm-hmm. And it was a very special group, especially having Chaz on my team being someone that I've been on street teams with I was on the podcast with yeah Megan is on my street team here and then Tony has been a dear friend since day one (laughs) (laughs) we go way back (laughs) and something we joked about a lot is we're all very extroverted and go with the flow and silly people which was really cool with the summer missionaries there were seven of them four men and three women yeah three of them were seminarians from the diocese of toledo so shout out to yeah thank you toledo ohio (laughs) we loved getting your seminarians for this and then we had a couple from louisiana shout out to y'all louisiana and then indiana and ohio native so what'd you guys do for outreach yeah, so with Dayton, there's two different shelters that the St. Vincent de Paul Society runs. And what we ended up doing, we was we would split up our team in half. So what was the like the difference, would you say? So the men's and women's, like what was just from your team and all those who went, like how was the atmosphere different? The women's shelter is women and children. So that's something very unique. There's a lot of children there, single okay. mothers and some single fathers actually as well. The men's shelter is an old prison. Mm. 
that has been converted into a shelter and there's this big room that's kind of like the cafeteria lunchroom that they hang out in and then the courtyard with a fence all around it looks like and obviously it used to be prison looks like yeah. one yeah. still yeah. and a lot of people hang out there during the day and I think one very big difference that's obvious with just having the presence of children at the women's shelter is there is a liveliness and youthfulness mm -hmm. to the women's shelter and at the men's shelter there's a great gloominess um, yeah. in a lack like of an, joy yeah I can imagine as it as it's a whatever prison. a repurposed prison that you can't really take like the structure of a prison and make it something welcoming and inviting and not have it feel like a prison. How, what's what's what was that like? Like, is, did you experience that as you kind of went into the yeah, Tony? Too? Especially since this was your first year there. Yeah, I felt like the big thing with our ministry when we walked in there, it felt like it was just so gloomy. No one was alive. Mm -hmm. And one big thing about our ministry, like especially Stephanie did such a like awesome job of bringing joy to the men there. That was one of the biggest themes I think of our ministry was yeah. giving these men life and like be, giving them the love of Christ and showing yeah. them that love. Yeah. Even in a very dark place. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was almost one of the biggest things of our ministry, like giving these men joy in such a dark and like gloomy environment. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? Like, what does that look like? Because I, and from my perspective, I imagine like you, you giving them joy. Like, I just imagine that that would be received in different ways from different people. Oh yeah. And like, especially like if you're being goofy and bubbly and you're like, people are probably like, who is this person? Very valid, <laughs> or who Sheila. are these people Very coming valid. in? Like, yeah. how do you actually bring joy in a way that is just beyond like, um, I don't know, eager, like happiness type of thing? Like, how do you actually bring joy and like share that joy? I can think of some stories I actually want to share too that had to do with men that were very not receptive to it yeah. at the beginning and in very in very stark ways. So there was this one day that we brought bubbles to the shelter for <laughs> night ministry. See, that's exactly what I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> like literally joyful bubbles. You know? yeah. <laughs> Along with other things, like we played spades with them. It was just like kind mm -hmm. of an activity night. Yeah. But we yeah. had these bubbles and I remember blowing them outside near this older man and he started getting very angry and was saying i don't talk to children along with many other swear words he was yeah. mad that we were being this joyful mm. and we didn't really know how to receive him at that point but then about a week later he actually came up to me and started to share more about his life and by the end of the summer he was receiving flowers and like holding Aww. them in his hand and it was just very interesting like the i would say the slow like warmth of like his heart you know mm. but not just in these big ways like bringing bubbles, right? Or being silly, right? There is, I think, also a very silent joy of just knowing that you're loved and being able to express that and be real with people yeah. that you can obviously say the same thing to others. Something that was on my mind a lot over the summer was loving people with more than just words, saying that it is good you exist. And we can only do that if we first know it is good that I exist. Yeah. And being present and saying it is good that I'm here. And I, I truly feel that I don't need to have bubbles or be laughing, but but I can receive another and affirm them that I'm happy that they exist. And I mm -hmm. think that's like a joy that is much deeper than, again, just this happiness or this emotion. Yeah. Sure, sure. And you, and you said that not just using words right and it's like what do you show to these men and then what were they showing to the the women and the children in the shelter by just showing up again and again and again it's like you say something right if you say i love you and never come around or right if you're like hey here's some bubbles have fun and then you leave because you don't want to like it's it, again so silly examples but like truly 
by the presence, by being there, willing to be told like, hey, I don't want to talk to you, cussed at, I don't talk to children, but then still showing up and saying hi, right? That is showing love Mm -hmm. without words. I thought it was very ironic, this man who said, I don't talk to children because we had bubbles, because I also think he was able to see over the time we were there that uh, maybe our maturity or our ability to hold hard things and be present and, and almost our witness to the fact we're adults. And yeah, right. and I think we gained his respect outside of these moments of being funny and silly, you know, sure, sure. Which, I love I, that. which I thought was cool because again, I think this lack of joy as we get older, this misunderstanding we cannot have, we cannot have fun. We cannot mm-hmm. take ourselves lightly. I think there's actually something, yeah, maybe very mature and, and adult-like to that, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. which I think he saw because by the end he was laughing with us and sharing flowers. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and Tony, how about you, that joy in the shelter? Yeah, I just remember like the first encounter we had, we walked up to the shelter and some guy was like yelling at us, like, you guys aren't allowed to be here. You can't come around here. <laughs> And it was just so cool how like these men like opened up to us and like over time we felt like originally like this is going to be interesting. How are these men going to receive us? And just like with the joy we brought and like yeah. just this simple thing as like smiling, like yeah. everyone thought we were always so happy just with like this simple thing as a smile, just how this joy like helped us just be well received there at the shelter, I Mm -hmm. think was the big thing and how it changed these men's heart. What was you and the team's reaction when someone was yelling at you, you're not allowed here on your first moment (laughs) there? It was tough. I'm like, is this how the three weeks is going to (laughs) go? I was like, oh no. (laughs) But it was just so cool from like feeling that initial like fear and like, how are these three weeks going to go then Mm. to like, being so sad to leave the shelter and how much the men loved and cared for us there. Wow. And that begs the question too. It's like, what can you do in three weeks? That's something that I've, I've thought about too with our summer of service. I'm like three weeks. Isn't that long of, of the time, you know, like we are, we have missionaries going out year round in Denver and Philly. Or even for the listeners, like what is one day, right? What is rolling down your window once? But I mean, from you guys, being here for a year and then mm-hmm. going three weeks, mm-hmm. like what have been your reflections on that? Yeah. What, how did you see your effect in just three weeks? Yeah. One of the last encounters I had with, was with one of the guys who was like not welcoming of us at all. Didn't really want anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking out on our last day of ministry, this guy stopped me and just like said, I want to thank you guys for what you did. Like, I've seen it rub off on the other men and how they treat one another. This was coming from one of the guys that didn't take us well, didn't want anything to do with us. Wow. Mm. And telling us how he's seen it change other men and how they treat the other men. So just how these three weeks can just in little ways help Mm. how the other men treat each other. Yeah. What a ripple effect. Yeah. Right. That ripple effect and just that, that lasting effect. Like, yeah. And in, the St. Vincent de Paul Society in Dayton, I'm going to give Michael Vandenberg's there, uh, their head there and just such a good staff and such yeah. a great mm-hmm. shelter. And, you know, we say this and they've just done, and frankly, they've done an amazing job having a prison and making it a shelter. And I mean, it's, it's just tough period. And yeah, I think it is true because he sees that as well. Right. And I think it's interesting because he's one of the main hosts who keeps inviting us back and saying, no, 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 three weeks matters, right? Yeah. Three weeks matters. Volunteers matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just how those three weeks can do so much and how we we will never know how much those three weeks can do. Totally. There are a few men that were still there this year 
that was also there last year, which is not actually common. Most men are out at least within a year, not much sooner. But that too is cool that they all remembered me. You know, (laughs) they all remembered me and we picked up almost where we left off. And I wasn't as close to those men, but we still had a friendship this year too, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I I was going to say final final thought for or question for you. What would you say to like people in the Dayton community in regard to maybe helping out at the shelter or getting involved with with the local shelters there, maybe even reaching out to the to their neighbors? What what would you say to them? I would say the two shelters there. There's just such a need for volunteers and like they love to have volunteers, whether it's with like the food pantry, helping making meals is a big way to help out with Mm -hmm. Jose. He was a really awesome guy, their food manager there. That's just a big way I can think of just helping Mm -hmm. meals, like help prep food, just something as simple as that is a great way to help out. So I know they love to have volunteers and just giving of your time is a great thing to do and a great way I would recommend to give your time. It's such a great place to volunteer. So Mm -hmm. definitely encourage that. I think the only thing I could say, this might not just be for Dayton, but everyone everywhere is just the, the desire for and need for friendship that people in the shelters there had, but then also you listening have, I know you do. And just this desire to waste time with with people and, and to really build a friendship that is beyond, yeah, maybe just uh, fulfilling material need. And yeah. and there I saw such a desire for friendship among the men at the shelter that you would never think <laughs> would be so open to uh, depth of friendship too. I love that. Thanks. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Tony, thank you for being from Nebraska. And <laughs> oh Tony, my goodness. Tony and I graduated from some from the same high school and we're talking like 30, 40 kids per class. So oh, we're wow. not, Small. not a, not Small a, town not a big graduating school. So, <laughs> but we loved it. So, you know, Tony, just thank you for being here. And Stephanie, gosh, you're, you're doing it. All the podcasts. Yeah. She's seasoned. Well seasoned. seasoned. I love being on it. I know, be on it, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, and thank you to the Dayton community yeah, and everyone so tuning much. in to listen today. We hope that you enjoyed hearing the stories from Dayton and please pray for their homeless community there. Absolutely. Well, God bless you all and see you next time. Peace. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians in small groups across the country doing Christ in the City-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, We invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. 
And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.